Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from greasy gangs to gaunt ghasts. And today, we're talking about the Gith Zerai. All right, Brian, we're back, and we're talking about the Gith a little bit more. More Gith. More. Indeed. So uh, we talked about the Gith Yankee. Uh, now it's time to talk about their counterparts, the Gith Zerai. So as I said in the Gith Yankee episode, like, they're essentially the same race with just two completely different cultures. Right. Okay. Um, uh, so due to their utterly different culture, they're considered different sub-races. Their culture is so different that it affects their stat block. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. So they share to know they share the same origin story as the Gith Yankee, as told in both the Gith Yankee episode that we did and the Illithid episode that we did. Um, but the tale everything of, changed when the Fire Nation attacked. So true. <laughs> uh, the tale uh, of their people branches off after the events of the Gith Civil War, when the differing sides took the names of the Gith Yankee and the Gith Zerai. Mm-hmm. So the Gith Zerai are the descendants of those who sided with the war hero Zerthamon during his uprising against the tyrannical military dictator Gith. Zerthamon challenged Gith's um, eternal crusade against the Illithids that she planned to be the driving and sole purpose of her people. Like, it was it was supposed to be this never-ending crusade that kept them focused was, right. was kind of her idea. Yeah. Zerthamon claimed that uh, Gith was evil and that her plan would lead... Uh, their people down a path of darkness and of tyranny, not unlike the original imposed tyranny they dealt with by the Illithids. Yeah, it's like, dude, we just got away from somebody like this. Like, we're just going to keep being under you? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he was saying. So he claimed that their people should not be bound to these ideals of vengeance and war, but instead retreat to introspection, uh, seeking to learn more about themselves and to grow both uh, more in wisdom and in strength. He's like, hey, we're freaks. We need to figure this out. Yeah, we like. <laughs> oh, I kind of see where he's coming from because, like, they basically didn't have a fucking identity. Yeah, they're created. These they're basically like these created monsters to fuel the war machine. Yeah, and now they have this freedom. It's like, well, who are we? Really? Yeah, exactly. He's like, we don't even know who we are. Like, let's take a moment before we just go on the warpath for eternity. Let's try and like figure ourselves out. 
But anyways, this dissension ends up sparking the civil war between the factions uh, and in in the end it reduces their home world to ash in the ensuing war. Now, the legend says that the war ended when Gith and Zerthamon met in single combat. The Gith Yankees say that Gith slayed Zerthamon and that was that. The Gith Zerai actually say that Zerthamon defeated Gith and then spared her life and it ends up kind of busting a Obi-Wan Kenobi where kind of like he lets her kill him because it'll make him stronger kind of deal. <laughs> this will come up again later because they believe the, – the Gith Yankee believe that Zerthamon exists in the world of spirits and guides their people through dreams. Sure. Yeah. Like Qui-Gon like, Jinn was just like telling Obi-Wan all the mm-hmm. time. like, dude, be a ghost. I'm yeah, telling you. It, that's basically You need it. to get struck down in battle, but like yeah. be a ghost, bro. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with both sides unable to continue the war, uh, they flee their dead world. Uh, the Gith Yankee go to the Astral Sea. And the Gith Zerai uh, flee to the chaotic realm of Limbo. Uh, both sides uh, ha- stay strong to this day, and they, they oppose each other very, very actively in a lot of ways. Um, that that kind of brings me to, um, I know we've talked about the alignment chart manifesting itself as like a planar realm. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the astral plane if they're going, if Limbo is the chaotic neutral you said mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. what what's the astral so sea the astral of? sea is kind of like one of the planes that is a layer between the material and the outer plane sure so it's neither an outer plane nor one of the material inner plane it's like that stuff between your bones it's like cartilage yeah sure yeah there we go it's like viscera <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so anyways before we get into the general culture of the viscerae let's actually talk about where they live sure um because um, i would imagine you're completely unfamiliar with limbo yeah. So Limbo is known as it's actually the first time we've t- talked about it. Yeah, I think it's the first time it's been mentioned. Um, so Limbo is known as the ever-changing chaos. It's the plane online solely with chaotic neutral, and as such, it's it's just a made up of pure unadulterated chaos. It's like the abyss, but less evil. No evil, no evil or good, just chaos, just chaos. Yeah, just utter chaos. So it's just an asteroid field. It's generally seen as a uh, an, an infinite gray void without gravity that's filled with ever-transforming, floating and moving motes and bits of non-living material. So it's like a roiling soup of matter and it's energy. It's like an asteroid field. <laughs> kind of. Well, it. not exactly because uh, all the, the non-living material here is constantly shifting. So like – like a mode of stone might melt into like a pool of water that then freezes oh. into metal and then shifts into diamond and then that lights on fire and then the smoke <laughs> becomes snow and I'm on a, and on and I'm on. I'm a knife. Now I'm a puddle of water. Right, exactly. Now I'm a can of oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so essentially all here is ever changing and ever moving. Uh, oh yeah, on top of on top of that, like the void isn't even calm in and of itself because random winds and storms sweep through the void at all times. Yeah, so, totally. It makes e- sense. Ever changing, ever moving. One factor about this plane of existence makes it habitable by mortal standards. The chaos here is so fluid as to conform to the will of strong minds. Ooh. So, like for instance, let's say you're in the in the void of limbo and you want to move from one place to the other. One must simply think about moving, and you will start to glide in a direction. As long as you're not some weak-minded fool. Yeah, I think I think even even the feeble-minded can can uh, uh, achieve movement. 
Like but, the the mechanical way, the lawful way their brain works, like manifests the thing they need to to go. Basically, and like uh, powerful minds can actually create islands of their own invention that change and hold form according to their will. Oh man, and this is awesome. This is what the Githeri do to live here. So when the Githeri first came to Limbo, um, the greatest of their psionic minds worked together to create like the first fortress city, and that's they live in these fortress cities uh, throughout all of Limbo. Okay. Um, and uh, where was I? Oh yeah. And so ever since the uh, ever since they first came here, the Gizarai have kind of like focused their people on honing their minds to maintain order amongst all the chaos that they have to live live in. Okay. So uh, they've actually spread their population across Limbo very successfully. Um, considering all things, oh, considering, considering yeah. yeah, the Gizarai as a people are strong-minded philosophers that focus on honing their minds through meditation, education. Uh, and martial arts. Cool. They're they're they're, monks. they're they're a monastic society of alien monks. Yeah, like, that's what they are. Neat. Um, they're generally stoic and rigidly lawful. Um, the lawfulness is kind of in part to two things. Number one being like existing in the ever turbulent, chaotic limbo. It, it requires the Gizari to become disciplined and orderly because they have to maintain order otherwise they can't live right their house will fall apart or whatever yeah and the other thing is they hold the teachings of their philosopher founders Earthamon in kind of a reverent and religious standing so they they hold his teachings to be law so they're just they're just incredibly lawful they're like the lawful neutral race okay cool so yeah Um, i wonder if they're like their fortress house is like like uh, like they have mechanics walking around. Like, hey, uh, the northeast wall is turning into knives again. I'm gonna need you to go take care of that. <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll talk into how they maintain the order of their uh, citadels in a bit. Oh, cool. um, well, we'll talk about it a little bit now. So the the monasteries that the Gizari inhabit are these massive outposts of stability that sail through limbo. Um, there are these massive structures, and they're completely sealed from the outside chaos. Uh, the only way to travel in and out of one of these fortresses is via uh, portals. The interior design and the, basically the structural integrity of these um, citadels is kept stable by these exceptionally powerful scions known as Anarchs. Okay. Um, we're going to get into how Anarchs work later, but just so you know, they exist and they're the sole kind of binders of these of these fortresses of st- stability. Okay. Neat. So each monastery is devi- designed to be completely and utterly self-sufficient. Um, they have hydroponic chambers used for growing crops. They have livestock pens where the light temperature and other conditions are tailored to the needs of whatever's living in the pens. Okay. Because they can do this because they can make anything happen with their minds. Um, the only thing that they can't do with the chaos is they can't make living material. So all the oh. livestock and all the crops had to be imported. Right, okay. But once it's there, it becomes self-sufficient. Yeah, they can maintain it as much as they need to. Exactly. Um, the entire community activity is overseen by the monastery monks who assign uh, every citizen in the community their duties and allocate personnel and resources as needed throughout the community. Cool. Um, all inhabitants take part in the physical training and academic instruction that is ongoing at the monastery. So these gith are living and aging and dying? Yes. Nice. And they have children and they just live oh, normal man. people lives. It's like if they ever have to talk to the gith yankee, mm-hmm. like those are the same ass gith yankee from the OGs pretty right. much. And now this is brand new generation that's got to deal with that. For the most part, um, gith yankee do live a long time, um, especially as they become more powerful. But... I mean, not Githyanki, Githyanki, but remember that the Githyanki are a war-bound race. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of their numbers are newer Githyanki. 
because they got to replenish the numbers that are getting lost in the constant fighting. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So I, I imagine that they a are lot going of to the material plane to raise their youth. All, yeah, they are because they have to replenish the, mm-hmm. those ranks. So I would imagine that a lot of the higher ups of the Githyanki are the originals. Okay, but a lot of the lower class ones are probably just replenished new generations. Super interesting. Okay, yeah. but it, yeah, it's interesting to think about for sure. So all this being said, like the Githyanki live a heavily regimented and extremely orderly lives. With that being said, let's take a short rest. Oh, okay. (laughs) Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where I talk about the last thing we were talking about, because we're talking about how much we love you. God, we love you. Thanks for listening to the show. Tell them, Will. Tell, tell them about the love. I love you, and thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple things. First one, uh, we play D&D sometimes. We don't just talk about it. And yeah, that's true. right now, you can see it not only on our Patreon, but mm-hmm. on our YouTube page where mm-hmm. Indeed. we are uh, – We're Will is dungeon mastering a really sick game that uh, – are we allowed to spoil? Well, maybe not. Let's not do spoilers yet, but let's just say this isn't your normal D&D game. I mean, there's very we've early – changed, We've changed some things up. If I said things, it would spoil – we've only got a few episodes out, but it would. I, there's immediately going to be spoilers. Sorry, I can't talk about it right watch now. Watch the second episode. Yeah, dude. Go watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Stop asking me. Super I love you guys, but stop asking fun. me. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's really cool. Uh, we're all having a great time. And um, kind of in line with that. That, that subscriber count, man, it's getting real close to 10K. We are. We're we're at the countdown to 10K. I mean, we're primarily a podcast, but our YouTube 
channel, channel is, is part of that. You know, yeah, our I podcast mean, is on YouTube. We just want to give you guys everything you need to watch the show. Um, so, I mean, if you guys are interested in helping us out, I mean, the contest is over, but that, that creep towards 10K, that legitimization, um, the the validation we crave, it's right there. <laughs> um, please, it would guys, be nice to hit that landmark. If you sure. guys don't watch on YouTube and you're listening to this on your favorite listening application, um, go go hit the subscribe button for us. We'd really, really appreciate it, even if you're not watching there. It, uh, it will really help the visibility for the show to get to that 10K. Indeed, it uh, will. So, yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys and everything you can do for us already. Sorry to have to ask you for more, um, but we're just asking. You don't have to, but it would be cool. Indeed. But thanks. Yeah, that's really all we want, all we want to say on this short rest, right? Yeah. I think oh, that's except it. Oh, we, uh, the contest is over, and that means two people won some books. We just don't know who they are yet because we record ahead of time. But as soon as we know, we will be announcing our winners right here on the Dungeon Cast. Scope our social media, the Dungeon Cast, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, that sort of thing. Um, if you want to find out, you can there. Anyway, back to the show. Let's get back to the show. We are again. Indeed. Talking about GIF. Indeed. It's a and lot I, of GIF. And I said we were going to talk about Anarchs, so let's talk about Anarchs. Yes. So, uh, as I said before, Anarchs serve an invaluable function in the Gisera community by maintaining the stability of the place that they live. The linchpin of their flooring. Very much so. Now, maintaining the stability of their fortresses takes so much mental energy that even the most powerful of Scion can cannot do it alone. It takes the entire uh, community's collective mental energies to maintain this sort of stability. Everybody needs breaks. Um, Right. Two tens and a 30, at least. Right. So as such, uh, the Gisarai are all trained from a young age to stabilize and control the stuff of chaos, to a certain degree or another. Now, Anarchs are Githzerai with an affinity for this type of control magnitudes greater than your average citizen. Uh, things like being able to create matter and energy from nothingness, controlling gravi- gravity at will, and just kind of having complete and utter control of their surrounding environment. Man, Limbo's fucking cool. Limbo's fucking cool. So Githzerai with this level of affinity uh, are exceptionally rare. And when they're discovered, uh, they're then trained rigorously to become an Anarch. Uh, in like an official capacity. So Anarchs serve as psychic power receptacles that the community pours their mental energies into, and then the Anarch refocuses all this psionic power into maintaining the community fortress. Oh, wow. So So. they're like facilitating all this energy. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, And it's just because they're so good at at doing the thing. It's like, why have everyone do the thing when we could just give him the resources to do the thing himself? Right, yeah. That's what it is. Okay. So... As this, Anarchs tend to be uh, incredibly well-respected community leaders. Like, no shit. Um, besides Anarchs and the monks that also kind of run everything, there's another sect among the Gifts or I that command a lot of respect and uh, power as well. They're known as the Zerths. Uh, so the Gifts or I... Okay. <laughs> so suspiciously like something from Toy Story. Does it? Yeah. The- um, or, uh, or Star or, or Starcraft, Starcraft, or Zerg. Zerg. Yeah, the, so Zerths are Gitzerai. So the the Gitzerai, uh as a rule don't worship gods. Okay, uh, it's just they just don't. Well, the uh, other Gith don't the the Gith uh, Yankee don't really see. Either. Yeah, but they were commanded to not worship gods. Yeah, just just home homegirl Lich Queen. 
Yeah, exactly. So the Gesserai just don't generally do it as a rule, but they do worship the spirits of their ancestors. Above all oh, others, cool. yeah, above all others is Zerthamon, uh, who is revered and said to exist in the realm of spirits as a god. Right. That uh, guys the Gesserai do dreams. We we are talked about. He's Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, basically. Um, it's also taught that he will return one day, not like Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lead the Githzerai to a new age of freedom. So Zerths are individual monks with um, an extreme devoutness to the teachings of, of Zerthmon, and through his teachings have attained incredible psionic and martial ability. Cool. They're just the elite warriors slash philosophers. They can read their opponent's mind, therefore right. allowing them to read their movements. Their power is so great, in fact, that they have the power to shift between planes with nothing but their minds oh that's awesome it's like oh i want to be in the abyss now oh now i want to be in the material plane trust me bro you you do not want to be in the abyss ever no no reason whatsoever (laughs) so but you get my point so uh the zerfs are the closest thing the gisteri have to like religious figures like a clergy Mm -hmm. even though they're nothing like a clergy yeah i mean they just serve that they 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 have a a similar role i guess you could say yeah they're filling that void i guess so the need to worship Though all Gizzerai fortresses are completely self-sufficient, as I said earlier, and they're independent of each other as well, um, they're still all kept in constant psionic contact with each other, and they're kept in coordination and cooperation at all times by the powers of the great Gizzerai, Menyar Ag. Okay. So let's talk about this guy. So Menyar Ag is an unimaginably powerful wizard and scion. Okay. Um, so this is the the equivalent of the Lich Queen. Kind of, except for he's not like a king. and He doesn't rule the gifts around. Yeah, because they don't think that way. They're, yeah, exactly. This seems more of a society driven to peace. Right. More peaceful. Is that right? Yes and no, but that's the thing. Combat is a huge part of their thing because it's all about like... Yeah, the um, mental and physical. Right. Like, stra- like you're training combat, but you're not out raiding farms or whatever. This is just the most neutral species ever. Yeah. They're just so goddamn neutral. They're just about like getting about to that next the next level. And about themselves, but not in like a weird, selfish way that it does harm to others. They're just about self exploration and discovery. Yeah, they're just. They're- but also, fuck the Yankee and the Illithids. Yeah. Which okay. We'll get into totally. A little bit later. Um, so, anyways, Menyar Ag. Let's talk about him. Very powerful wizard. He's actually the guy who ends up who who led the Githzerai to Limbo after the death of Zerthamon. He remains alive far beyond his years due to his immense power. It doesn't really explain anything. He's just so fucking powerful. He's still alive. Oh my god. Okay. Now so strong. He's not alive in like any like he like he's. They make it very clear he's not like undead in any way, shape, or form. He, no, yeah, he he's straight up well, like the uh, age, like the way monks are alive. Like when they get that um, their high level ability, they just don't they stop aging or what? What is it? Level eighteen um, monk or something like that? Seventeen? I think monk? so. I think something like that. Druids get something similar as well. Yeah, the, yeah, the druid it's kind of like that. It's yeah, he hit level twenty. Like, yeah, he just doesn't age good. very this well. He's a level twenty character that's just not going to die anytime soon. Well, time has definitely taken its toll on Menyar Ag because he exists in. <laughs> He's basically a decrepit and corpse-like entity that never sleeps and cannot physically move. He's a fucking uh, Sheikah monk from Breath of the Wild. Yeah. The ones that are yes. like sitting there all fucking That's nasty. That's exactly what he's like. He's uh. exactly like that. He's all <laughs> decrepit, but still technically alive. Um, he's attended to by a host of servants that serve his every uh, need, you know, because... He still has to. He still has bodily functions. He just can't move. Yeah, uh, these gifts are allowed to poop. 
Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Despite all this, uh, his mind is ever sharp and active, capable of tremendous feats of magic and psionics. He protects his people constantly. Um, though his servants spread his commands and his counsel for the most part, he is capable of directly contacting any Gesserai across any number of planes of existence wow. at any time. He's just very fucking powerful. Yeah. It reminds me of Dragon Ball Super where like, they have to... Gohan has to power up so hard that Goku can feel him from the God World or whatever. And oh he, yeah, is that what Goku, happens? Goku has to like teleport back. Yeah. Oh shit, that's pretty dope. <laughs> um, so for the most part, the Gizurai stay in limbo. You know, they they're fairly isolationalist. Uh, they mistrust other races in general. You can't really blame them. They're basically their entire experience with other people has been shitty. Yeah. Um, they've been <laughs> like they were slaves and then they were slaves again and now they're free. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna try to maintain that. Right, exactly. Um, plus, uh, they're all but unreachable by their enemies in this fucking chaotic Yeah, how do you world. even get to Limbo? And, and you literally have, haven't heard it in any of the, the other lore we've talked about. You'd have to open a portal the way you would to any other outer plane. First, you have to know about Limbo. Then yeah. you have to figure out how to get to Limbo. And then once you get there, you have to know what to do with all this chaos. Like, shit, that puddle yeah. of water just turned into a fucking dagger. Right, exactly. I don't know why I keep picturing everything turning back into daggers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why either. <laughs> um, but... um. Oh yeah, so they're unre- they're almost unreachable by their enemies. Not only from the Castle Limbo, but Benyar Ag is there. You know, you can't fuck with him. Um, I want a shirt that says "Can't fuck Can't fuck with Minyar Ag." Right now, <laughs> and another another reason that um, they almost never leave is they've become incredibly accustomed to their mutable and chaotic environment. So when they leave their home plane of existence for another uh, less chaotic plane, they feel stifled and trapped. They feel like everything's wrong and they just want to go home <laughs> too much physics yeah too much physics too much too much law too, too much, much order mandatory physics um they they feel sluggish and uncomfortable sure. it said so despite the like all these reasons to never leave contingents of viscerai are dispatched with regularity to the material plane due to their dedicated enmity with both the gift uh yankee and the elephant. So, so basically, kind of two things are going on here. The Gizarai are constantly attempting to thwart and survey Githyanki activity on the material plane, which happens all the time because Githyanki are always raiding the material plane. Okay. So, one of the things that ends up fighting off a lot of Githyanki raids is, is Githyanki forces there to help. Nice. They just hate the Githyanki so much. It's not that they care about the people, they just fucking hate the Yeah, Githyanki. I got to stop these guys. I don't care what they're doing. I Ex- just got to stop them. Exactly. The other thing that they're doing is they, if. If word of an illicit colony location makes its way to the Githzerai in some sort of way, they'll dispatch uh, hunting parties called uh, Rachmas that just are dedicated to infiltrating and decimating any type of illicit um, population. Cool. And I'm, that, I'm into it. So the only reason they leave their peaceful limbo existence is for war. Yeah. And to go fuck up their enemies. Indeed, indeed. So they'll never forget. Fuck those guys. So that's the the gifts of Zarai and basically what I what I know about them. Besides their stats, which we'll get into in a second. Do you have any other questions about the gifts of Zarai? The mode of transportation, because like you you mentioned, the Yankees have a a big a big boat, right? So like, what are the gifts of Zarai doing? They could probably manifest some kind of vessel. So the gifts of Zarai tend to order open portals directly into the material plane. So they're just walking. One of the things they do is before, uh, uh, if they're planning on like staying someplace, somewhere uh, for an extended period of time, they'll, because 
with the chaos of limbo you can create anything what they do is they'll create these huge like vessels of adamantium nice and inside they will just stuff as much chaos from limbo as much <laughs> as they can just put just it all in material there. just going ham and they'll seal it up and then they'll send an anarch with this giant tankard of chaos into the material plane oh my god and then with the chaos the and art can make whatever it is they need. It's like a fucking final move in. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna. They, so they they use the chaos to make like weapons or whatever. Whatever it is they need, whether it's like uh, uh, shelter weapons, uh, you oh know, my God. whatever yeah. supplies. I pictured a uh, I pictured a final move in like an RPG, like Final Fantasy or whatever. Mm. Like I summon Bahamut and fucking <laughs> Rage Beam, like everything. Like I I make a giant drill, I stuff it with chaos, and then that drill just like. I open a portal and drop it into the material plane, and it just drills to the Underdark on top of that Illithid camp. It just <laughs> and it explodes. explodes. Chaos bomb. Everything's turning into knives. <laughs> <laughs> so Fuck. stupid. Okay. <laughs> I take it you don't have any more questions about the Gifts or I. Uh, well, like, so they just send the Anarch to, to go well, do the... Well, and whoever else they were sending. Oh, okay. Like, so they're, it's they're just sending their Only an squad. Anarch can, can harness chaos outside of Limbo. Right. Does that okay. Make, does that make sense? Yes, that okay, does make sense. Cool. So let's get into their stats? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. Let's do it. So, uh, like we said before uh, in the Gith Yankee episode, the, for being Gith in general, they just get a plus one intelligence. That's pretty much all that yeah. they really get. But as a Gith is awry, they get a few other things. So, they're going to get a plus two to wisdom, which I think tracks there a very philosophical. Um, culture, so like they're just deep in thought and very aware of themselves and others. Yeah, looking inward, trying to figure <clears throat> out who they are now. They get a feature called mental discipline, um, which says you have an advantage on saving throws against uh, the charmed and frightened conditions. Under the tutelage of monastic masters, Gisari learn to govern their own minds. Yeah, that tracks. You're 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 of strong mind. Yes. Finally, you get you get Gith Zarai psionics. You know the mage hand cantrip, and the hand is invisible. It's just like Neat. the Gith Yankee. Uh, when you reach their level, you can cast a shield spell uh, once with this trait, and you regain the ability to do so when you finish a long rest. When you reach fifth level, you can cast the Detect Thought spell once with this trait, and you regain the ability when you finish a long rest. So, yeah. that See, that's even more psionic. This is more, te- I guess, telepathic. Yeah. But, or like Detect Thoughts. But you also get the psionic shield, and that's really fucking cool. Yes, that's very so. cool. Um, I like... I mean, it screams monk. Obviously, it screams monk for but, sure. But what yeah. would you? What other kind of uh, like class would you pair this race up with to get get some traction out of it? Um, intelligence, wisdom, huh? Um, yeah, this is one of those cases where the lore the lore matches the stats, but the lore and the stats don't match the classes that match the stats. So, like yeah. wisdom. So, what do you got? Druids. Cleric and druid. But neither of those things really make sense when it comes to a gift Sarai. I can you know see what I mean? some of the cleric subclasses maybe reflavoring. Remember that match. they don't worship gods, so it'd have to be like some sort of Zerthamon reflavoring, which is yeah. cool. But Zerthamon isn't a god who grants spells, so right. you got to change the actual like the everything way that works. Yeah. Right. So like so, really just monk. I mean, druid. What would you even do? Um. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, of of course, you could have a gifts or a druid. It's just you would have to come up with a reason why it, it, it is made into the lore. But lore Go wise, they intelligence. You know, wizards. You know, they should make good wizards. Yeah, that, um, that's fine. Which makes sense in the lore. Or sorcerer or um, a warlock pact with what's their face? Zura. I can't get the name. That'd right. be kind of cool. I, I Zerthamon. Zerthamon. So Zerthamon warlock pact would be pretty dope. I kind of like that. It would like, kind of the um, stats don't lean towards it, but this is fifth edition. It doesn't mean 
even really matter that much. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. And a lot of people I've seen like to pair things up that where the stats don't exactly match. It right. makes for some interesting. It definitely does. Interesting mechanical yeah. things. I would say one of the problems is fifth edition has an issue with intelligence being a really underpowered ability score and kind of ambiguous. Like, what do I do? Like, I know what to do with it, kind of, but like. I mean, it, it definitely applies with knowledge checks, but like a lot of players that I see whenever I play D and D as a player, I I always do knowledge checks. Yeah, but most people that I DM for, they almost never do knowledge checks. So that intelligence is never getting uh, uh, used, really. I think it's a it has to do like with a like newbie stuff. Like if you're newer to D and D, it's like what do I use? Like the intelligence. Sometimes when I feel like I role play, the intelligence is based off of me, and then I'm going through like my score, like how much of my intelligence is getting through, right. and then I just be stupider, <laughs> or, <laughs> right. or like I don't know, like I try to, I can the 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 player can deduce certain things, but then my character in the role play maybe wouldn't, so then I would use the check, but right. But when I say uh, underpower, what I mean is only the wizard uses intelligence. For a spellcasting right, uh, ability modifier. mode, and that in the Eldritch Knight, and then on top of it, intelligence doesn't serve any type of useful purpose when it comes to to combat or or anything else. Yeah, it's, and like most spell saves aren't even intelligence spell saves, so having a low intelligence doesn't gimp anybody. But the wizard has to pump into it, but it doesn't really help them in any way besides their spells that they have to have. Yeah, I, so like, I get what you're saying. There is a little bit of a balance issue there, but I mean, it's mostly minor. Yeah, I, I don't see it having such a huge impact where yeah. it's going to like fuck up everything you do. So with that being said, I think we call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.